Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy on now at APCO. <laughs> Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. You haven't been there for, you for that long that you haven't heard that intro. You've heard that intro? No, with the whippersnipper. We've got the mower at the start. And we've got this to week in review, the whippersnipper, just to clean things up, just to put a knot on things for the week. This is our week in review on the Mowers Club. And welcome back. All thanks to Toron Mowers. Uh, Nick. The new stadium. Oh, yeah. Looks plush. Looks fantastic. Look so the opening fixtures, uh, the football festival over five days in September. September 2, Sydney Roosters, South Sydney. And then Wallaby, South Africa the night after that. And then three nights later, might need a couple of nights <laughs> to recover the turf for the Matildas take on the Olympic champions, Canada, women's football. So three massive games of uh, football Whatever code yes. you like. Um, CG ground stuff. We'll have the Toros out <laughs> after the Wallaby South Africa game there. They'll be scrumming all over it. How, um, how impressive is it? Uh, it's very impressive. It's uh, it's one thing that I think um, we've be- definitely been lacking um, in regards to stadiums. I've been able to travel around and, and look, yep, the MCG is, uh, has had a bit of an upgrade there with the, with the new stand. Um, Marvel is still... You know, fairly modern. Then you go to Adelaide Oval, pretty new, new and modern. Optus in uh, Optus Stadium in Perth, very modern. Um, it, I think we've been crying out for a, a brand new stadium here in in New South Wales and Sydney for a, a long time, and um, it's uh, it is very good um, inside and out. It uh, it looks very good. I think um, it'll be look the. The corporate stuff there will be uh, will be top notch, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously important. They're the people that um, that pay for the the corporate suites and and the facilities there. Um, I think the obviously the surface and then the uh, the ground um, will be magnificent. Yeah, hopefully the surface knits quickly. It doesn't. Uh, th- that is the one issue you find with big sporting venues, new ones, is that the, the surface takes well, time. Well, the turf is the last thing that normally uh, that normally whips down there and everyone's like, oh, look how great. It oh, whoops, we've got, the, we've got to get the grass down. Yeah, uh, but, rather important. Yeah, rather important. But they'll get that right. Look, um, sheds and all that sort of stuff. Lights, it looks really good, lit up. Um, academy training outside and you can see when they, they, they're they working around the clock there um, and yep, they'll, uh, they'll have it done, ready to go by the, the 2nd of September. Origin, New South Wales. Yeah. Do they start making changes? I think um, one change that needs to be made well, is that James one, Tedesco. One, he needs to keep his strides up. He needs to get some elastic in his strides. Happens a lot to Ted. Yeah. Roosters games too. Just hanging out in <laughs> Anyway, it's better than just walking down the street like that. Yeah, uh, yeah I think they will. I, I think um, I think they will make change. Uh I was uneasy about this game. I, I just didn't think there was 
was nice. The build-up was nice. There was no edge to it. I, and I think New South Wales sides um, play better with, with, with some edge. And I, I think um, sometimes you need to manufacture it. I think Queensland, it, it's – and we talk about oh, Queenslanders and all that. No, it's in there. I think um, I, I thought in the build-up to the game that they didn't – Billy Slater going in there um, with the, his new coaching staff. Uh, I, I didn't think they need to, to drum up too much. They, they've they always sort of got that way of, uh, about them. But the New South Wales, I just thought the build-up was nice. <laughs> nice. It was nice. Nice. But, uh, the, the, look, I, I get what you're saying about manufacturing, but you just can't make it up. You can't get – Yeah, you can. People to change character. Well, you play in the Sandman when you run out. You got. To... <laughs> <laughs> you can. Well, pick not nice people. What? So pick lesser footy players, but lesser humans to kind of balance it out. Is that what you're saying? Uh, they're not pick l- mongrels. They're not lesser human. You got to. It's not, and I think New South Wales, to their absolute credit, last few years have picked the right team. Uh, where I think Queensland, uh, I remember when Christian Welsh was picked a few years ago. I'm like, who's this? Like, who is this guy? Mm. They picked the right person. Uh, I just think uh, it just and uh, to rub to sorry to rob the the, the Gaskell. It just smelt like an. It was an absolute. Don't say it. Say it. No, I'm gonna say. I know it. you know you can say it. <laughs> the A word, isn't it? Ambush. But at least we can talk about Origin now. It's not because I know it annoys you when people get injured. Yeah, I don't mind talking about it now. But well, look, New South Wales without Mitchell and Trebojevic, who absolutely dominated the first two games last year, mm-hmm. completely dominated. So you know, yeah. two and big they outs. weren't there. But was there? An, okay, well they're not there. How do we win a different way? And that's the point. And Queensland played a lot quicker, a lot quicker. A lot of mobility through their pack, mm-hmm. like not just big units, like quick, biggish units. Yeah, and I, I think they probably adjusted a little bit more. And I think Freddie's come out and, and spoke about it in the media, and, and you said know, like they they owned the ruck, and it's on the replay here. Look, they it, it, that's WW. It, they played Origin, whereas mm. I think the New South Wales side didn't adjust. Like, yeah, you can. Wrestle more in, in the ruck. You can slow them down more. Um, the the referee is not going to blow as many penalties in origin. No. Um, and I think you need to, to test the waters there. And they didn't quite – they didn't adjust. Coach, uh, merry-go-round yep. kind of spun almost out of control earlier this week. The Did two it? of them went in the one day. I was worried. Nathan Brown. <laughs> uh, he's replaced – Nathan Brown at the Warriors, replaced yep. by club legend Stacey Jones. Michael Maguire out at the Tigers. Brett Kamali, SEN's very own, the interim there. But it's been reported Cameron Serraldo has been offered a long-term contract at the Tigers. you got Tim Sheens there. So that, in theory, and we had Matty Johns on on Thursday on the run home, he said, it, it, it's going to help having a guy like Tim Sheens there for a young coach. But is it a place for a young bloke? The Tigers who have underperformed, a bit like the Warriors, for a very long time, despite a general feeling that they should be going in the right direction. They don't. What do you reckon is going to happen to the Tigers here? Um, They've got to find something. They've got to find something. They've got to find someone. Uh, They've pinned a lot of their hopes on the centre of excellence, how excellent they're going to be when they play there. Who knows? 
Um, it's it's interesting. I talk about the having brand new stadiums and look in the Tigers talking about brand new facilities. Twenty kilo weights are twenty kilo weights, no matter where what sort of fancy gym you're pushing them in. Um, Should it be allowed to be called a centre of excellence until something good happens out of it? <laughs> until you're excellent, so centre of mediocrity. <laughs> well, who knows what it's going to be called, but um, I think it's a, like the people around there. Tim Sheen's yes, uh, board owners, blah blah blah. Yes, Cameron Serraldo, if he's going to take it. He should take it now. Yep. It do- doesn't mean he needs to coach him for the rest of this season, but he has to start now making decisions on rosters. I think Craig Fitzgibbon was able to do that with the Cronulla takeover. He started, you know, it, it wasn't at the end of the season and then going, oh, I've got to try and get a team together. Yeah. Moves have been made now. Um, I think if he's going to do it, he, he can go, yep. Was I'm Fitzgibbon... Um, did he leave the rooster straight away? No, he, was, he was still there. He but, was still there, but he was. Robbo gave him time to go yeah, and get his roster. Yeah, in. yeah. So he'd still fulfil his rooster's commitments very, very well. And um, it, and then there was a point where at the end of the day he'd be able to then go. Okay, now I've got to get my shark stuff in order, which is fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, so he walked in the office at four thirty with a shark's hat on and said, "See, Robbo, <laughs> I'm off to ruin, <laughs> ruin your life in years to come." Not um, ruin, but make yeah. it more difficult. Yeah. So, yeah, if Cameron Samarado is going to do it, I think he needs to come out and go, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'll absolutely fulfill my role at Penrith for the rest of this season, but I need to start getting things in order hmm. now. Um, so, look, it wouldn't be the worst place to to probably go and coach. Uh, but I, the, the Nathan Brown one, wow, it's um, – that's <laughs> – I don't want to coach the New Zealand Warriors when they go and be like, well, they're the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, oh, it's it's good that he gets out. He doesn't just do it for the sake of doing it. You know, the Warriors can get on with life. He can get on with his life. If he's going to use that what as an excuse, then it's an excuse. Where now? Nathan Brown. Mm. I don't know, but he's he's filled his pockets in the last decade or so coaching where he's coached. So I can't imagine that he's desperate for a gig. Yes, Gibber? He spoke on NRL 360 during the week saying that he wants to move into another field within rugby league of coaching young coaches. So a coach's coach. Oh, yeah. Because he's sort of been a development coach, right? Or clubs who are transitioning between bottom of the table or top eight. So I think it's good, but... Like, it's a shame for the Warriors because they, this happens to them quite constantly. Well, they've just got to get back to New Zealand after the last couple of years yeah. and have a period of stability. Yeah. Not They don't need to be a top four side within the next two years. There's got to be a stable yep. club over there again and regenerate their uh, their rugby league operations. Yeah. Because it's it, been do last you think year. there'll be more? It, it oh, generally yeah. happens in AFL, same thing. And a lot, a lot different. Once the first coach domino goes, then you find a few more and then... Well, the, I guess the, the Gold mu- Coast is the next. Holbrook's, Holbrook's the next one, but I mean, again, it's a bit like the others. Like you, you change, but what are you going to change to? Yep, I agree with that. Anyway, I agree with that. Football. Mm. Adam Graham Arnold might soccer. be looking for a kick. So. Well, there could be another domino to fall. He might want to come back and coach someone in the NRL. The Socceroos. One match standing between them and a ticket to the World Cup in Qatar. That Willy Wonka golden ticket is sitting there. For the Socceroos. It's half in Peruvian hands at the moment. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're favourite. 
Uh, we'll get Tristan's market a bit later on, but it's going to be difficult. Peru are a very, I'll put it, they're a very functional side. They're, they're, functional. they're on the same page. They're, they're a unit. Connected. They're connected. They play decent football as well. They just don't lump it long to the big guy up front. They like to pass through lines and, and make space. They're physical. They fight like South American teams do. Mm-hmm. They know how to get into a bit of a, a rumble if it turns into that. There's a Slovenian referee, actually, a, a UEFA referee, which he'll be strict on okay. you know, the over-contact that you might see. Uh, what do the soccerers need to do to win? Not make stupid mistakes. I know that sounds very, very basic, but no. stay as compact as possible. So nullify the space from front to back. And that's a hard thing to do because football pitch doesn't change size 100 metres long. But what they need to do, they need to keep those lines within uh, the, the back line to the front line and the offside trap and, and whatever comes with it to about 30 metres on the pitch at yep. all times, moving up and down the pitch. And then just play, take the opportunities. I'd probably, I'd, I'd imagine the Socceroos that have about four or five opportunities the whole game, unless something weird happens with Peru. Mm-hmm. They won't be afforded many opportunities to score. So you've got to take them. And there was a couple of opportunities in that second half against UAE the other night that really should have taken them and, and didn't quite. But, yeah, they, they won't be afforded much. I remember the World Cup match in Sochi in 2018 when they played. It was actually coincided with the greatest ever hangover I've had in my life. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, that's another story for another day. But the soccer has had chances. Tommy Rogic, I remember, had a couple of chances in the first half, but didn't take them. In the end, Peru and their quality overwhelmed okay. the Socceroos. So they're a good side. The fifth best South American side should be better than what we played the other night, which was the seventh best Asian side. Right. Just by looking at it like that, they will be. They will be better. Um, it's going to be difficult. What if, if we look out on the pitch and we see Australia doing something? Something well. Something poorly. poorly. And you go, well, we're gone here. What is it? Uh, it's out of position defensively when we have the ball. Oddly enough. So it's getting a bit too carried away with forward movement down with the width yep. as well. Like it happened a couple of times to Nathaniel Atkinson on uh, last week, the right back. He, he got a little bit of out of position and then he was trying to recover and then they used that space UAE down yep. that left. They had a lightning quick guy. They would have noticed that the, the, the Peruvians would notice that. They would have noticed that in 10 seconds, 10 seconds flat. So, yeah, just to, just to remain compact. That's the, the key word for the Socceroos. Because quality-wise, man for man, Peru are probably better, okay. with all due respect to our guys. But, yeah, funny things happen in one-off games. Yeah. AFL, a bit going on in the AFL world. Well, we touched on it briefly about Stephen May and Jake Melksham. Um, so just one more question I got about Stephen May, who, land, who, who caught one from Jake Melksham. Is he known to have that in him? In him? He's a bit of a loose unit, yeah, Stephen May? Yeah, he came down when Stephen May was uh, – he got the trade and, and moved from the Gold Coast to – to Melbourne, mm. he uh, he didn't he turned up in not the greatest shape, and he's yeah oh, he's he's an interesting dude. He's not a bad guy actually, Stephen May, but yeah, a bit of a loose unit. And he was out. He was he missed the the Saturday game against the Swans uh, through concussion protocols, and then was out on the tins on Sunday um, with his teammates. And I, I think general consensus would be, oh, Stephen May's having a few. Let's not try and stop him now because if. We tell him to stop. He's not going to stop anyway. We'll deal with it Yeah. later on. And then it's uh, it's spiraled out of hand. I think it is, again, sensationalised and over-dramatised in the media. I think just 
oh, there needs to be an investigation. Well, they got on the cans. They had, well, I've seen it before. Yeah. So up here we think, oh, rugby league, that everyone covers it really minutely and all the all the things that happen off the field. Times are, are by a trillion. Going, oh, in Melbourne. In it's Melbourne, ridiculous. Yeah. And the premiers and a team which have uh, Simon Goodwin's had the accusation of being a loose unit and getting on the cans with his team pre-season. They ended up winning the comp. Mm. Now, this is the best team in the comp. Yeah. Who are going through a little bit of a lull? They lost well, two in a row. It comes off the back of losing two in a row, and they got a big game on Monday, the MND game, where they do the big freeze slide down there before they play Collingwood on the Queen's birthday yeah. traditional MCG yeah. fair. So, so this would have been look, they've had they played Saturday, they don't play till the Monday, which gives them the the eight day break. So as soon as the players see eight day break, that yeah, let's roll. They know what that means. <laughs> let's go because and that's the thing with making these rules. If you make these rules, yeah. Um, it, it going, oh, you can only drink on eight-day breaks. As soon as they see one, <laughs> look They're going to take it. So, hey. Yeah, it was a perfect storm. In terms of a story from a journalist side of it, it looked like the perfect storm of all yeah. these combination of factors coming out in yeah. the week that we've saw. Hey, just on crowds, yeah. are, they, are they really that bad in AFL? Like, you've got uh, 21,000 for Richmond and Port on Thursday night. Uh, there was 60,000 there last night. They had 80,000. There'll be 60-plus. Habits have twisted a little bit thanks to the they, pandemic. Yeah, they have. Um, try and get through an airport. We'll talk about that later on. But, <laughs> um, Is that coming up in year now? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. But, yeah, look, I think uh, – and, again, you're talking perfect storm. The the North Melbourne Giants game on, on Sunday is your, is your perfect storm. Mm. Golf, we touched on it. But uh, the Saudi back tournament, Live Golf, teed off on Friday in London with fighter jets, Black London taxis, and yeah. marching band. We don't have a marching band at a golf tournament for. Counterproductive. Uh, and they're, they're having this team event mixed in with an individual event. But the PGA Tour have said, if you're going to play that, <laughs> you're not coming back to play us. What do you reckon the majors will do? Uh, you can't. They're opens. Yeah. Masters can do their own. Uh, US Open can't do anything. British Open can't do anything. RNA might try, but. Depends how far they want to take them, the players, in restriction of trades and all that sort of stuff. Masters rule unto themselves. Yep. So who knows what they'll come up with. Well, they've got the law on the world golf rankings that if you're inside the top 60. Yeah. So, so these tournaments don't count to your world golf rankings. Yet. yet. They've applied to. They've applied to. Which they should because aren't they co-sanctioned with the Asian tour? But this is No, they're on their own at the moment. There's no right. co-sanction at the moment, which is similar to your – yeah, Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon, 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 W I M B L T O N, T O N, T O N, Wimbledon. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba da ba ba ba. Available after ten thirty a.m. for a limited time only.